One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Michelle Laurie and this is the Nitty Gritty Committee. Conversations about the guts and the glory of life. Osher Ginsberg was here with me yesterday. Do you know him from here? Like, do you guys no, do, you do any of those Australian I'm, I'm things? I sat next to him at the... Um, I sat next to him at the Australian Day Ball, so we chatted. Yeah. Because initially I was talking to Ten about doing that show that he does. So I was, I was like, oh, you ended up doing it. Yeah. So it was like... <laughs> it was like that. It was like, like yeah. one of those ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't say anything. I was like, nah. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things. Cameron Daddo, the eldest of the ubiquitous Daddo brothers. Cameron was first, obviously. He was maybe even still a teenager when he hosted the kids' show Off the Dish. And then he and his brothers have been on television ever since. Of course, most recently, Andrew Daddo won the hearts of the nation when he created Craft Club in uh, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. I thought he should have won that. He was excellent. Cameron moved to LA 22 years ago. Can you believe it? And for so many of those early years, everything was so on track for Cameron Daddo. He was young, gorgeous, talented, married to someone equally young, gorgeous, talented, and we just thought, well, the sky's the limit for this kid. It probably still is, but it's been a lot longer journey than I think Cameron or any of us thought it would be. His credits include Tracks of Glory, Boney, Between Love and Hate, The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, The Making of Nothing, Models, Inc., Strangers, FX, Witch Hunt, Anna Green Gables, Celebrity, Hope Island, Andromeda, The West Wing, Earth Final Conflict, The Outer Limits, Anthrax, Zebra Lounge, Mentors, Mum, CSI, Riverworld, Stealing Candy, The Incredible Mrs. Ritchie, She Spies, Summerland, CSI, Miami, Confession, Pterodactyl, Six Months Later, Category 7, Big Mama's House 2, Drive Time Murders, Chloe's Brain, Land Empire, Blackwater Valley, Exorcism, Boston Legal, Hasha, SF, Courtyard, Brutal, Force Attrition, Maternal Obsession, Drifter, Scorched, The Kiss at Midnight, Without a Trace, 24, The Perfect Sleep, 11th Hour, The Storm, Passengers, Wild Things, On a Roll, NCIS, Human Target, The Mentalist, Leverage, Rizzoli and Isles, All of Us Ghosts, Mayhem, Six Lovers, Beaconsville, Kita, Patch of the Rafters, Medal of Honor, Sugar, Beals, Cut, Nerve, The Doctor Blake Mysteries, A Fine Step, NCIS Los Angeles, Romantically Speaking, Almost Broadway, It's Gord, Untitled Skydmare, Follow-Up Project, Jim Children's Story, Eldridge Way, and of course, Perfect Match. I caught up with Cameron a couple of months ago in LA, la-di-da, I know, and uh, we had a really lovely chat. He is as lovely as you thought he would be. Listen to this. Yeah. I always work, I think, feel like you, you end up doing what you need to do or be where you need to be and with who you're supposed to be with. Yeah. Right? It's hard at the time, though, isn't no it? No big deal. It is, it is when you spend the money before you've actually done it. Yeah. You know, you're going, oh, wow. Yeah. Funny, I, I got offered a, I got offered more money than I've had in my life for a job back in Australia, and it turned out that they they changed their mind. They wanted to go internal and use someone that they had already, yeah. which was fine. But I was like, Fuck, you know, I was like, really, you really want? I mean, I, was, I said, honey, this solves college, all private school here. I mean, wow. it's in two years' time, we could actually be, you know, back in the game after, what, 2008, 
you know, just yeah. smashed everybody. Yeah. It did us too. So um, yeah. we, we so we'd be back I said we'd be back in the game. Anyway, then they they actually said, No, it's not going. I'm like, What do you mean it's not going? And they said, Well they don't want to they want they actually want to use someone that's already on contract. Yeah. I go, Oh, okay, well, I understand that. Well then for four months later the the gig hasn't gone well. And they rang up and they go, Listen, we we're gonna relaunch this thing and we want you to do it, would you reconsider? And I I said no. Really? Yeah, I said no, nah, don't wanna do it. Wow. I said no, nah, thanks, but no thanks. Because I felt like when I when I didn't ended up not doing the thing and yeah. I saw what it was, I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. That's what I would have been doing. Right. No. Yeah. And if I'd have done that, it would have actually changed a lot of things for me. So Yeah. yeah. So trust that you're meant to do it. But will you do things? Um, I'm surprised because I, I think when you're looking that forward and you do have college, you have three kids mm. and, you know, you have a life here and life's yeah. expensive. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit surprised that you didn't still take it. No, nah, nah, I said no. And I'm glad I didn't because for that reason, you know, cause, because I think it's... It, what I've learned is that if you... You stick to your guns about what you want. Yeah. You don't compromise too much. You know, sometimes we need to, but you don't compromise too much. Then it invariably comes around again. Mm-hmm. Then opportunity will come around that you're able to get what you want, and you didn't have to sell your, you know, you didn't have to go to the crossroads and, and give your guitar away. You know. So how bad was 2008 for you guys? 2008 was well. The whole this whole industry died. Yeah, it just imploded on itself, um, and we we had done what I mean. We were yeah. So there was a writer strike. Mm-hmm. I was doing a movie that I was producing. Yeah, we were driving around actually these streets with our car on a low loader, shooting, being yelled at by people in the streets, calling us scabs and stuff like that. It was it was bizarre, um, and. We didn't fall in the lines. Our script was written by an Australian, and it was a, you know, it was an Australian story, so we were able to shoot. Um, but to be yelled at and have all that stuff going on, as well as you know, a financial thing where there was just no money around. No one was, you know, you know, you're either one of five guys in town being hired, or you were lucky enough to be on a, on a show, you know. And a lot of those people were. On shows, I remember doing an episode of Without a Trace with um, Anthony Mappalia, and I remember talking to one of the producers, and I said, "Do these guys actually have any clue of what it's like out there at the moment?" And they went, "No, they don't, because they're in this bubble. They've been on the show for four years or five years, yeah, and they're getting their whatever they're getting." anywhere between 50 grand and whatever an episode and whatever Anthony was on which was probably you know 750 and they do that 20, 22 times a year and you get your money and these guys are talking about getting their what the new Mercedes was or the new Aston Martin for, um, for their wife you know that was their talk between takes and we're all sort of me and this other guy in this scene is sitting there just going holy shit you know how are we going to make how we making money but it got to the point where for the first time for me um, in my professional career I've been 
I mean, I started in the business when I was 18. Uh, and I've always been in showbiz since then. Mm-hmm. I actually got a real job. I got my first real job. I went out and said to a mate of mine, we used to do this acting class together, and, and he was a salesman. Um, he, he sold uh, medical appliances and equipment, wow. doctors' surgeries. So he was doing that, and then he wanted to get out of that. And he goes, listen, there's an opportunity to sell these pure water systems. You know, do you want to come? And I was like, yep, I need, to, I need, I need, a, I need some income. Yeah. And there's nothing happening. And I'll tell you something interesting too. Um, so both of us went and interviewed, and we both got chosen for this job, selling these pure water systems. <laughs> oh, my God. So we're on commission. And we do this training, we had two weeks training, and we'd go around to car yards, and it was basically putting in water coolers yeah. into people's, you, into people's yeah. things, in people's workplaces. And, and I remember when I started that job, I'd been doing the job three weeks. I did an audition for a TV show, I got the job. I did, and suddenly, as soon as I made a cause for myself to make money and keep the kids in school, and you know, because we'd basically lost the house. We owe more on the house than yeah. it was worth. So we had to get out of the house. Um, that was very confusing for us because Ali and I had both, through our lives, had made a lot of money and, and you know, so that was weird. Um, it makes you feel like you've done something wrong, doesn't it? Like you screwed up somehow. Yeah, yeah, and it did. I was like, didn't feeling. I, what was I not doing? And yeah. I was sitting at my desk. I had an office and I was sitting at my office and I had pieces on the wall where I produced stuff for yeah. the government. Um, uh, for advance, like TV shows talking about success of different people, and I, I, what did I miss? There's two movies, three movies I produced. They're on the wall. I'm looking at this, going, did I miss? I mean, I'm being proactive. I'm doing what I, I, I'm helping people out. You know, people are coming across from Australia. I'm talking with them. I'm a big couple of big names wanted me to manage them. You know, so yeah. you understand the town. Can you manage me? And I'm like, well, that would mean I don't know if I'm ready for that. You know. But it was things like that were happening, and then during that time, uh, we had to refinance one of our cars, and I went to Honda in in Culver City, which is where we bought the car from. So I bumped into this guy down there as well, uh, and he was a salesman, and I was like, I know this guy's face. Why do I know this guy's face? Well, he was. He was an actor in Fresh Prince of Bel Air. He was an actor. He was. It was Martin Lawrence's TV show, <laughs> Martin. He was Martin's best friend. I mean, this guy had a major career. Yeah. And I'm like, and I, I look at him, and he goes, "Hey, man, I know you for you from Models Inc." And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, you know." So we had a little chat for a bit. Anyway, so that was it. I was like, "Wow." And he, go, he I said, "So what's going on?" He goes, "I've got to feed the family." Yeah. So there were a lot of us to last week that guy just won America's Dancing with the Stars did he really? <laughs> yes he did I'm like I know that guy he worked at Honda in Culver City back in in the you know when everyone everything was going to the shit and that's the roller coaster that you get addicted to though yes, isn't it, it? Is. yeah well, yeah a carrot. You no know, matter how low it goes it can with a phone call it can change it can change it can change yeah. and if you just stay calm and stay of service mm-hmm and not feel entitled to anything. Mm-hmm. You get rid of the entitlement part of it. Yeah. Going, no, the world owes me a living. Which I tell you, I've been at both ends of that. Yeah. I've watched a lot of actors come through here, and I felt entitled. It's my shot. 
Yeah. You know, it's my turn. Why is he doing it? That, that is a one-way street to nowhere. Yeah. And complaint, and you can, if you're not careful, you can lose a life. You yeah. have a lifetime in that. Yeah. Mode. So you just got to go. You know what? I'm just. That's their path. This is my path, and you never know. What a great story for for that guy. When I got here, there was Rob. Uh, there was Pete Phelps, Tom Burlinson, Deborah Lee Finesse, Robert Taylor. Um, there was that kind of that gang. Yeah. And they all pretty much left. Steve Carney was one. Um, and it was all hard. You know, they were yeah. like, it's bloody hard, mate. And I lived with Tom Burlinson. Yeah, right. And Deborah Lee. I lived in there with them in their place. Um and it was the same thing. It's never changed. And Alison will say to me, she's a ripper, she'll just go, she'll go, you bloody actors. It's like, you drink a glass of wine, you have a glass of wine, and you know it's white wine, and you go, drink it, and you go, oh, this, you're surprised. Oh, this tastes like white wine. <laughs> Every year you say the same thing, and you're surprised. Yeah. They'll tell you it's going to be a shit year. They'll tell you it's going to be hard, and you're surprised. Yeah. You know it is. Yeah. It's never been any different. I know, but in order to be an actor and keep the faith, you've got to believe that somewhere that you're different, that you're going to make it, that you're going to get the job, that you're going to... In the career. Well, that's true, but we and we are different. We are all different, and you just gotta go. This, you are different. There's no one. That's, I had that wake up call straight away. I was in network for a pilot, and I thought I was unique. I thought I was the most, you know, I, at this stage, I was the most award winning unknown in this town. <laughs> Basically in Australia, and it was the truth. Every job I did in the first three, four years, yeah. and I never stopped working from the moment I started doing Off the Dish. Mm -hmm. it was basically, I went from Off the Dish to Perfect Match to a miniseries to a stage show to another miniseries. I mean, I, I literally had one day off or so in between each job that I yeah. would. And it went, I know I won awards from it. I was either nominated or I won Logies or yeah. People's Choice or Mo Awards or something. But I won. So I came here. I just thought I just thought I was just going to walk in and one, I would, whatever job I got, I would be nominated for, for sure. And then it was validated when I was doing Models Inc. This We've just done the pilot. This producer walks up to me and he goes, it's so funny. He goes, I smell Emmy. And I was like, and I've heard, I've heard that once now. I've heard it a million times. But I believed him. I actually believed him. And then I couldn't believe it that we, won. one, I didn't get nominated, or two, the show didn't get nominated. I was like, what? It's, we, we just got nominated, right? Yeah. I kept working after that. I did three series back to back. Yeah, I went up to Canada. With Carrie Ann Moss, actually. Carrie Ann was in um, Models Inc. with me, and then we went and we did a show together called FX for a couple of years, and then she she ended up getting um, the Matrix Matrix series of movies off during that period, um, and then I went off and did another show called Hope Island, which unfortunately didn't didn't go, and then I'd been away because there's shot in Canada and. And I was offered another one in Canada, and that was the time when when my marriage was going through, you know, the second phase of, of roughness. And I thought, if I stay away, we're not going to make it. You have to go where the work is. Um, yeah. It's just how you're going to behave when you're away. Um, you know, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. And what choices are you going to make? And how are you going to stay in the house whilst you're away? It must be tempting to behave like a single dude when you're away. 
you just get lulled into you get lulled into this life again I mean yeah. funny d- during um, I was just in Melbourne for a long time oh, you know, Australia doing Legally Blonde yeah. and the weird thing for me is I left Australia when I was 26 we just Ali and I just got married yeah. um, and and I really haven't spent much time I mean I've been back to do projects you know like Beaconsfield the movie or yeah. You know, other things throughout throughout the years, yeah. and so never for a long period of time. But you get on stage, you're doing it. Being live on stage at night, that's you know, it's obviously it's a seven day a week job. Yeah. yeah, you're doing eight shows and you have one day off. But basically, you're getting up in the morning and you're already preparing, pre- preparing for the evening. Yeah, and um, so now I'm immersed in Australia again. And I feel like Rip Van, Winkle, Rip Van Winkle, you know, because I left at a certain point in my life, and now I'm seeing people that I haven't seen for 20 years, and so they look like they've been put in, gone into a makeup trailer and had makeup put on yeah. to, to look 20 years older. Yeah. They've been aged up, yeah. you know. And then I, I walk past a mirror and go, <laughs> "Who the fuck's that guy? Where's his grey hair come from, or whatever?" You know? Yeah, it's that sort of thing. Mm. Um, and then you want to go back and revisit. You know, you're sort of like, oh, wow, I wonder what happens over at Redheads nowadays. Yeah. Or I wonder what the Chevron's happening. You know, what's going on at the Chevron or what's going on at, at inflation. And yeah. you go, what do you <laughs> <laughs> so 20 years ago. Let me pull out my Walkman. I know, I know. <laughs> but it was, must have been a really fun time yeah. in your life. Oh, yeah. It's been a great time. Oh, during that period? Yeah. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, the things that we got away with in terms of, oh, well, do you get away with anything? I do not know. But, you know, the fact that we had no internet, there was no selfies and all yeah, that sort of bullshit yeah. going on, um, where it's, you can just land yourself in trouble. Um, yeah, and you were young, you were famous, you had money. Yeah, and, and the world was... But I never, I never believed it. I never sort of... I don't think I lived it to the fullness of what I possibly could have, you know. I mean, at that point, there's probably a bunch... Like, I got married married really young and I see I'm like wow and Ali and I have spoken about this we were too young you know we were, she was 20 just 22 um, also it felt like my generation of Australian teenage girls was almost willing you together yeah <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, yeah. you were a great story yeah you're a beautiful story yeah and we've worked hard you know we've we've got we've got battle scars and and I think that that makes it even more beautiful now and we're coming it's 23 years for us on Sunday wow and um, you know, it's it, it's been a lot, and it's and three not, kids and, and ups three and downs, kids. and yeah, yeah. So because we would never be together if we'd stayed in Australia, Alison and I would not be together. We really? No, we would have blown apart, and we would have had the support, the family support would have gone. Yeah, it's probably best you guys don't. Yeah. The fact that we were separate, all we had was each other. Was was enough to go and someone and a person who was rehabbing my knee that I mentioned. She was my. She said, "Come and see me." And she ended up being our counsellor. And um, and she was like, "There's something here. It's worth fighting for. You know, it's worth it." And so we went through. We had hours with this lady, and just doing. And Ali ended up working with her, doing this yoga, strength and stretch, stretching. She taught the class for 15 years. Um, but if we'd been in Australia, we wouldn't have made it. We would have had too much support. I would have had too much support going, walk away, 
You yeah. know, you've got no kids. You've had a great time together. You were too young when you got married. Blah blah blah. Walk away. But we had someone here going, no, no, yeah. that would be easy to walk away. What would you do if you went deeper within you, each within yourselves and worked out why you're making the choices that you're making, and then choose to see if you want to stay together? And that's what we kept doing, and that's why we stayed. Yeah, you know, and we realised we actually do like each other, and it would have been too, it would have been easy to walk away, mm. much easier to walk away. So, just back to that time as well, we we got. I, I stayed away from I didn't do any drugs mm-hmm. I stayed away from all it pot put me to sleep so I was like well I'd laugh for five minutes and then that'd be the end of me yep so it was a fair bit of, of booze and, and stuff but no drugs so I'm really I was really glad about that um, I only saw someone do cocaine for the first time last year I've never seen anyone do it that's amazing <laughs> how long have you in lived this here? Business. in this yeah, I know. business I, and lived here for 20 years wow. I've been around people that have done it yeah, but you've never been. But they, but because we were married, yeah, people have gone. They just they would do the old. Oh, I just didn't think you'd be interested because you're married, or d- didn't think you'd want to come out because you know you got out. Or so there's a lot of you know people who come through LA. Yeah, yeah. Because this is a great you know it's like a sieve here. You yeah. know people just come through and who sticks and you know, like gravel and you know, gets yeah tossed out. You know whatever. When that happens, so. You know, most actors, most actors are fairly humble because we're a bit like children. You know, we need to be told. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. How much we're loved, and you know what to wear and what to say and where to stand. And you can eat now. Better get back here again. I need you at you know sixteen oh four now. Yeah. Um, whereas production people are, are more like adults. You know, if you're going to make that analogy. Yeah. But in that world, it was it was a lot of egos. Wow. Small, you know, really small world, big fish, little ponds. And how did you feel about where your life was at? Uh, I wasn't happy no. because I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. No. You know, and I still feel like I still don't. I mean, I still I know what I, that galvanized what I want to do. Yeah. In that I I 
Yeah, I think it's... I, when I've worked with big actors, like I did a movie with Jacqueline Bissett. Now, you know, Jack... Jack I, the Deep was one of my all-time movies when I was a kid. It was That was one of the ones that, you know, I'd go to sleep at night thinking about. And I remember that. I remember the first... And I was like, holy crap, I am actually... There's a camera rolling. It's in my face. And I'm looking at the, these amazing eyes of Jacqueline yeah. Bissett. So, you know, sort of, I got a little tight, and then I'm like, okay, hang on a sec, guys, I just, just, I just need another one of those, and walk away, and, so I've been nervous doing that. Yeah, that's just so intense. Yeah. Yeah. Literally looking into the eyes of somebody. Yeah, and I remember doing, I worked with Mark Burnett, who does the, does um, Survivor, Mm -hmm. and he hired me to do his new show, which was going to, he, they felt Survivor was stumbling, and down on its last season, so they were, they were busy creating a new show and they created this show called Pirate Master so I auditioned for, for Mark met Mark and got the job they hired me to host Pirate Master so we went down to um, the West Indies oh wow and did uh, and did this thing on the island of Dominica and I remember my first part of that it was like a movie crew it's like a cameras everywhere a crew of probably 150 people boats and just, we were on a pirate ship down in the, you know, down in the Caribbean. Wow. It was a whole thing. It was balmy and, you know, all that stuff. So my opening remarks that I had to come around a corner out of this smoke and introduce myself to 16 pirates, or 16 real, wannabe reality stars. Now, these are intimidating folks. These are, car- these are people, Americans, who are so good at their sound bites. They're so fast. They're, they're, and they're shifty. These are, they were pulled from... Survivor ranks of contestants, oh, and wow. these people who are people that just watch those type of shows, and they know how to work and play people and and win a million yeah. bucks. I mean, it's not, it's not, they're not mucking around. So I was aware of that. I'm Michelle Laurie, and you are right in the middle of the nitty gritty committee. Thank you for downloading. It's all brought to you by Car City Ringwood. And they're all dressed up like you know parts of the Caribbean. It's hilarious. <laughs> And I've got to come around and do this whole spiel to them about where are we, we're on this ship, this is what we're going to do. You know, you guys will be um, going for a million bucks, there'll be buried treasure, there'll be all this sort of stuff. And I remember feeling my heart was pounding out of my chest. And we, had, we did it once, it was fine, it worked out great. But halfway through the spiel, I had to come down this ladder, this skinny little little ladder, and come down frontways as I'm talking to them. But, you know, we was a lot of shoe leather for me to come down the ladder and not say anything so I did the spiel as I was coming down the ladder well like the last I, I, I jumped off the second to last one yeah and I blew out my knee a decade ago yeah you know before that and I had a re- knee reconstruction and stuff well didn't you know that knee just went boing and buckled as I jumped and and I kept going I just kept going and they finished the take and Mark's like, great, move on, that's great, we've got that, we got the beginning of Chevron, we're off and running, the ship's going, let's go. And I'm there in the corner just going, sweating. <laughs> I got my eyes, like my vision went in like, oh, wow. like a cone. The show became the world's most expensive webisode. <laughs> yeah, we were on CBS uh-huh. for like six or seven episodes and they tugged us. So they went on the internet. (laughs) Two million bucks an episode, you know. Oh, wow. On the internet. You can check it out on there and see who, you know, see Ben win the (laughs) 
the quarter of a million dollars at the end. I remember Mark calling me, he goes, they've tugged us, he goes, I want you to lie low, this is my fault, it's nothing you did at all, I will take it, I'm taking the brunt on this. Survivor's still on the air, eight, nine years later. There's this whole idea of there, you know, and there being, oh God, when I get there. And then it's like, I say to people who say that that now, I just go, will you tell me what's there when you get there? Because I don't know if there's a there there. It's just another thing. And yeah. it's another thing that you move through, another chapter that you you go through. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of Aussies come and go, and and if you're not anchored in something when you get here, because it is such a, a moving, it's like a river, and it really is like the Colorado River. It's just like this thing that's it's always moving, um, and there's a movement of people coming through here. And if you're not anchored to something, and I, I, I without saying sounding trite. It's you're not anchored to your heart and who you are. You you get found out pretty quick, and you'll find yourself flailing because because LA holds a mirror up to you, and sometimes you don't recognise yourself when you actually see that reflection because it's you don't if you don't know yourself, you know, and, you, and suddenly you, you that mirror's up. It can be pretty daunting, and I know a lot of guys that have and gals that have gone. You know what? I don't know myself here. I'm going. I need Australia. I need. To, I need the dirt. I need the surf. I need a pie. Um, but I think it all comes down to knowing yourself, because you can have a pie here, but it still doesn't make a difference. You know, you got to know yourself. My dream was uh, five years, five-year dream of becoming a, you know, a movie star, creating a career here that I could work from Australia. Yeah that I could manage from Australia um, and then just be hired from Australia and but have that. Now, life changed things. Yeah, I had some great success when I arrived um, and I truly believe now that the things that I experienced in the first decade here, uh, I would never have had that learning had I been in Australia, there was a, there's a safety bubble around Cameron Datto in Australia, and I'm so grateful to know that there. I haven't always believed in it, um, but I understand there's, there's uh, you know, I'm very fortunate to have started my career in Australia, you know, in that people remember that and they'll go, Oh, yeah, Cam Datto, really, yeah, let's get him, mm. you know. And there's a real warmth and affection as well in there Australia. Is. Yeah. yeah, there really is, yeah. and, and I'm grateful, and I, and I, uh, you know, I'm just very appreciative of that, you know. Um, and we'll always help Aussies, you know, anyway, any, and, and fly that Aussie flag anytime, anytime I can. Um, and and so that dream, kind of, I realised that that I learnt stuff during the way that you know, maybe maybe it's not movie star or maybe it is but maybe it's not my time as I said before that you know I'd see other actors coming in who who I felt I, I was just as emotionally available uh, as maybe a little bit taller maybe yeah. I'm a little bit taller so maybe I don't fit that leading lady there are so many factors as yeah. to why you don't or you do get a job you know and um, and so I went through that bitter stage of going, you know, angry, going, why am I getting that? You know, I should whine, 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 you know, leave, let it go. 
So now, now the dream is, is, is it's more family. It's like see the kids through, give them every opportunity that they can have to thrive, so that they can actually be who they are, and just not do things for them, but just, just give them the opportunity. You know, make sure that they're in great schools, so have them finish those schools out. You know, so that they get a great base. You know, um, and my marriage is important to me now more than ever uh, because I realise that, yeah, you know, you can go out and you can you can have your dalliances and things like that, and that's all. It's fun, but it's not the truth. Of like, Alison said to me the other day, she said, "Imagine if we split." And I met another guy, and but he he wouldn't have the knowing that you do, knowing me as a 20-year-old that all I ever wanted to be when I was at the height of my modelling, that I wanted to be a nursery school teacher, and that you know the joy as you see. You know, it's the true. Now, as I see her achieve her dream and is now a fully accredited nursery school teacher, deep in that world, I'm joyous. I, I, I so happy for her because I've seen her actually create something and do something from it's been a 25 year journey for her and that's how long as we've known each other for so there's that and then and now and now um, I guess it's just to be financially really financially uh, free Um, and and free that would mean that I'm free to pursue my passions which are music musical theatre acting on film or TV mm. and telling stories you know I'm thinking you know I'll be 50 next year and I'm thinking maybe I'll I had a couple of overtures to write a book and you know because people people have said to me we would play golf or whatever and guys other actors would go but you should write a book yep. Rob Mills is so funny yeah. Dad, you should write a book because you've got so many hilarious stories of just but ups and downs how bad things can be you know yeah and then how how exciting things can be too and I think you only know how great things are when you've when you've had it be that tough yeah for sure you know yeah I've had 12 bucks in my pocket yeah that's it 12 dollars that was the money that we had in, and it was in my pocket and we were at the zoo in LA Zoo and River wanted an ice cream and the ice cream was $7.50 I've got 12 bucks and I'm going how do I say no or yes or what do I say to this three year old boy who's looking at me going daddy can I have an ice cream and I'll never forget that just going and I bought him the ice cream I'm like oh, I'll figure it out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure it out I'll find it somewhere you know, and then now, and then three months later, I'm down in, you know, say Dominica on a on a pirate ship, earning a shitload of money again. Mm. And you go, oh, this is so bizarre. It's so bizarre, and to me, it sounds so stressful, stroke-inducingly stressful, and yeah. aging and horrific. But you seem to thrive on it. Well, it's just, a, I just. You've got to bounce. Seems to grow you. Yeah, I think I've gotten deeper as a result, and certainly more. I, I think, I think having, and again, through not, I just, well, without sounding trite again, um, 
but it is the appreciation and it is the gratitude and it is going oh, what did my what did my parents teach me what are my friends what are, what am I learning you know as opposed to what can I get what can I get from someone that's like you know so just happy to be here and say yes just say yes see where that takes you who knows why it clicks it's timing yeah and it's not luck yeah it's you create your luck yeah it's it's being available and all but at did, some point you've got it's like, like you were saying before about what's there at some point you have to you have to accept happiness don't you and and contentment and and say enough this is enough what I have and what I'm doing okay. is enough don't okay. you think no, it's funny because when you said enough, I thought enough of the insanity, <laughs> or is that I have enough? I have enough. Yeah. Look yeah. at look at me. I have enough. Yeah. You know? Do you ever feel that way? Uh, I think there's always more. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's more to have. Yeah. Okay. I think there's more to have, and I'm not saying there's more another iPhone to have. Yeah. Or, or it's not shit. Yeah. Um, what I'm talking about, there's more to have emotionally. Uh, there's more to have in our lives of happiness, love, you know, deeper relationship. If you're away from your comforts of home and what you know, you don't have your parents there or you don't have your friends around the corner, suddenly you are standing in Warner Brothers Studios and you're looking up at that water tower that you saw of Looney Tunes cartoons yeah. <laughs> yeah. animated, but there it is for real. That's it right there. Yeah. I'm a long way from home yeah. and I am just auditioning for a one day guest star on a show that airs at 10 o'clock at night on Friday that no one's watching <laughs> and there's 40 other guys going for that same part mm-hmm. Ugh, what yeah. am I what am I doing what am I doing and you yeah. have a beautiful family you have a beautiful family at home in Melbourne and a beautiful yeah. life yeah what the hell are you doing yeah, it's pretty hard to explain to them yeah <laughs> Had it. Especially when you ring them up and go, you got five grand, you can let yeah. me it this month. <laughs> oh, God. You know, yeah. but, but hopefully, you know, it's like my family has seen, mum and dad have been huge support. And dad said to me the other day, he said, the way you have been able to make it work, he goes, I could never have done what you did. Yeah. I mean, when we lived in the States when we were kids, dad had the opportunity in New York City to start off an advertising agency with one of the bigs the like big guys and he chose not to he chose to come back to Australia and and start off a business with, with his old mate from school that's what he was like he'd talk about contentedness he was happy with that it was enough you know it was enough for him mm. and, I, and I know he thinks about it what happens if I'd gone with David Deutsch what 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 would have happened if I'd done that where would we have ended up would you have gone to USC film school, Cam? Or, you know, what is that? So, we make our choices. And your tenacity is certainly inspiring. And, I mean, you must... It must inspire your kids, even if they don't realise it yet. Don't you think? I, I, I think it does. I yeah. think it is. I think it, I think it is. It's certainly... I've stopped. I've had to learn now so not, to t- not to talk. Stop talking and just be the example. Yeah. Pick up the guitar, play it. Yeah. You know, invite them to come and play. Boats, you want to come and play violin? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna strum here. So I'll be here for another half an hour drinking my cup of tea and playing. If you want to come play, ten minutes later. <laughs> you know, whereas the other two, I learnt. Bodie's got the the, the the gift of having two siblings older than learning, particularly me, because I'm I'm a bit thick-headed about stuff like that. But I've told the other two, you know, grab, do this. 
yeah. do that. Here's what I do. You should do it too. You know, and they just go, get away. I want anything to do with what you do. And so... But when they grow up watching you being true to yourself, sticking to your guns, pushing through difficulties, that's inspiring. That's, yeah. that's seeping in. We'll see. We'll see it. But I, can't, I can have no expectation that that's going to be the the way and I, and I can't be upset if it doesn't happen that way it's not it's not fair because it's their life you know I think yeah. as parents we just have to get out of we have to take care of our stuff so that the kids don't have to fight through our stuff let them have it that's been it just give them a free and clear shot so they don't have to take care of me and my unresolved and that's a really hard thing to do so I can look at mum and dad and go thanks for teaching me what you did mum's like I don't know how you do it. It's like, well, I'm determined because I watch you. I watch you keep going back to your your creations. Yeah. You know, what she does. You're, you're making your family sound like everything I always thought it was, you know? So many of us thought, sure, I wish I was a dad It was just sort of like the happiest, the happiest, most grounded, relaxed guys. Yeah. You and your brothers, you know? And it, it felt like you must have had great parents and a great childhood. And yeah. Yeah. It is... It is it, it it's is a nice like club. That. Looks like it a is, really cool club it, to belong it is. to. We we had this golf day two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Dad Dad does his charity for Independence Australia, mm. and it's his ten year anniversary, and that's why we got together. Having to coincide with a buddy of mine's fiftieth, so it was brilliant that I was in town. I could go. We t- I didn't even tell him I was coming, and we got in that car and we drove down the five of us. Right. Um, and, uh, and then the next day we all trucked over from their place over to Moona Lynx Golf Course and <laughs> the seven of us had this, this event. Um, and I know for Dad it was, it was incredible for him. Just, he has no words actually for it. He yeah. just, it was such a surprise. When he saw the five of us together, we all came out one at a time. And I'd sent him a videotape from here. I'd, I'd, made, I'd, I'd shot a videotape is saying I'll hit the ceremonial first ball for you I can't be there but I'll whack it into my right, golf net now yeah. and I sent it that afternoon that right. at 3 o'clock in the afternoon we arrived two hours later so he watched this video from Topanga you know <laughs> yeah and then and then and then I popped up behind the kitchen bench and he had a beer in his hand and he dropped it Did he? and he managed to catch it before <laughs> it hit the ground which is a testament to how much we love our beer yep um, but his first thing was he goes shit Am I dead? <laughs> Beautiful <laughs> it was like, man. Oh, Dad. Oh. <laughs> His chin was wobbling. Oh. For those of you living in Melbourne and Sydney, Cameron Daddo's beautiful voice can be heard every single night of the week from 8 pm till midnight on Smoother. The, you know that radio station you hear in all the taxis? Also, if you're outside of Melbourne or Sydney, I'm sure you can get it online. It's delightful. You'll find more info about all of our guests at michellelaurie.com, as well as a place to leave questions and feedback. There's also a link there to the website of Tenzin Choyil. He is the man behind the beautiful Tibetan music you've heard throughout the podcast. Thank you to Tim Mountford and Peter Laurie for editing help, but please know that the clunkiest edits are all mine. And thank you for downloading this episode of the Nitty Gritty Committee, conversations about the guts and the glory of life. Please subscribe to get them all on iTunes and go ahead and leave us a nice review if you feel so inclined.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.